Gophers Wildcats from Evanston tonight. Twins fall to the Angels earlier today. They sneak it in before the rain, and the rain is moving into the Twin Cities area big time, and we need it. Uh, The radar picture showing the rain sliding in from the south up from Iowa. Some torrential rain in southeast Minnesota in the area of Rochester, and that's all headed toward uh, the river and Wisconsin, but uh, a lot of rain moving into the Twin Cities from the south on this Saturday evening. We'll certainly keep an eye on it. Right now, we want to get in some game reports. Let's go to the MIAC today. Hamlin at Carlton, a game in Northfield. I think the weather turned out all right. David Pape joins us from Carlton. David, good to visit with you for another college football season. Yeah, thanks for having me, Steve. And it uh, did stay dry at Laird Stadium, and uh, the fans went home happy, at least the Carlton fans. But it uh, was nip and tuck to the end. Carlton rallied late for the go-ahead touchdown, and the defense broke up the potential game-winning uh, score for the Pipers in the game's final play as the Knights called a 31-27 victory in the conference opener for both squads. Carlton led 17-6 to at halftime, but trailed twice during the second half. The Knights were down 27-24, when the defense came up with a stop of the Pipers on fourth down in Carlton territory with less than four minutes remaining. Getting the ball back for what was likely the Knights' final possession of the day, Carlton marched down the field and capped a go-ahead drive with Antonio Barrera's first career touchdown run, a one-yard plunge with 158 still in the clock. It ended up being almost too much time for the Pipers, however, as Alejandro Villanueva guided Hamlin down the field, advancing his team to the 15-yard line. On the game's final play, a pass intended for Charlie Wilson in the end zone was knocked away at the last second by Carlton cornerback Josiah Tussler, securing the 31-27 victory for the Knights. Wilson had a huge day for the Pipers, hauling 12 passes for a whopping 216 yards and all four touchdowns for Hamlin. That included a 75-yard scamper in the third quarter that put the Pipers up at the time. Villanueva finished with 348 passing yards in another big day for him. Carlton quarterback Jack Curtis, a little bit under his season average, uh, finished with 292 yards passing and two scores. His top target in the afternoon was Nathan Strife, eight receptions for 128 yards and a 20-yard touchdown. So the Knights, with the victory, improved to 3-0 on the season. They will head to Concordia Moorhead next Saturday, and Hamlin drops to 2-1. They get to return home to host St. Olaf next week. All right, very good, David. Always good to visit with you, and thanks. You bet, Steve. All right, there is David Pape Carlton. They beat Hamlin today on the MIEC schedule. And once again, the timing of these games with the rain uh, moving up from the south. Uh, they stay dry in Northfield. I would assume it is raining there uh, right now. Let's uh, get you up to date on some of the other scores. Huge game in the MIEC today. Both teams 1-1. One and one. Bethel at St. John's. Johnny's win at 27-7. Quarterback Aaron Seavers, 18-34, three touchdowns and a pick, 266 yards. And uh, Devin Volk, uh, running back for St. John's today, seven carries, 93 yards. Uh, One of those, a 77-yarder. St. John's, once again, uh, beats Bethel 27-7, so uh, perennial powers in the MIAC go head-to-head uh, today up in Collegeville. Let's jump over to the scoreboard in the Northern Sun. All the games have gone final. Augustana beat MSU Moorhead 31-27. to uh, Big thanks to Jeff Filling calling in a report, known Jeff for a long, long time. 
and it's called Augustana. Uh, men's basketball and football for a long time. Bemidji State beat Mary 41-10. to Hope to hear from Kevin Reed, uh, who's on his way home to Bemidji from Bismarck. Minnesota State beat Concordia St. Paul 42-10. Sioux Falls shut out Minot State 7-0. It was UMD beating Southwest Minnesota State 33-0. And Winona State uh, outscores Northern State in Winona 39-16. Speaking of that Northern Sun game, uh, Josh Wheeler, we got a game report uh, called in earlier from Tom Frederick, the longtime voice of the University of Sioux Falls in a tight 7-0 victory. Why don't we send it over to Tom in that report. The University of Sioux Falls evened its record at 2-2 with a 7-0 win over Minot State at Bob Young Field Saturday afternoon. With the loss, the Beavers dropped to 0-4. The lone touchdown came with 2.54 to play in the third quarter when graduate student Adam Mullen connected with Jalen Taylor from 14 yards out. That play kept a 10-play, 77-yard drive keyed by Dylan Rudnigan's 42-yard run. Rudnigan, a junior from Sunberg, Minnesota, led the Cougars with 131 yards on 17 carries. It was the junior's second 100-yard rushing day of the season. University of Sioux Falls outgained Minot State 323-201. to Cougars had 197 yards on the ground, 126 through the air. Minot limited to the 201 yards total offense, just 156 from their vaunted triple option offense and only 45 yards through the air. USF forced two turnovers and lost a fumble to finish plus one in the takeaway department today. The 7-0 win was USF's 10th in a row over Minot State and ended a brief three-game home losing streak, the longest home losing streak in the history of Bob Young Field. 2-2 University of Sioux Falls will host 4-0 Augustana next weekend for homecoming. Winless Minot State will entertain Wayne State on Saturday, September 30th. Final again from Sioux Falls, USF 7, Minot State nothing. Tom Frederick reporting. All right, very good, Tom. And uh, Tom, years and years ago, took over for me. I, I called University of Sioux Falls at the time, Sioux Falls College football men's and women's basketball now tom's doing the honors does a phenomenal job they got a serious upgrade when uh, tom frederick took over uh, at the microphone and wiac quiet day there just one team in action out of the wiac and stevens point played on the road at albion in michigan and they went at 30 to 7 and then of course conference play starts next saturday in the WIC Eau Claire at Stevens Point, Plantville visits River Falls. River Falls playing well the last couple of years. Whitewater on the road at Oshkosh, and then Stout will be at lacrosse, and that lacrosse program certainly on the comeback. 5.15, quick break. We'll have more scores. We'll check the Big Ten, the top 25. Oregon thumping Colorado, 42-0 in Eugene early in the fourth. Ducks led at 35 rip at the half we'll come back with much more here on college football final on news talk e3o wcco rain and wind moving in twins fall to the angels 1-0 they clinch the al central on friday night speaking of the weather a severe thunderstorm warning in effect now until 5 45 
for northwestern Wabashaw County just a few minutes ago. A severe thunderstorm located 8 miles east of Goodhue or 12 miles southeast of Red Wing. This is moving north at 50 miles an hour, 60 mile an hour wind gusts. Uh, there could be damage to roofs, siding, and trees. This is Mazeppa, Zumbro Falls, uh, Oak Center. Uh, and then if you're along Highway 63 and County Road 2, be aware of that. Severe thunderstorm warning. Uh, the big concern, 60-mile-an-hour wind gusts with that. And, of course, the rain continues to push north, and it is windy Indeed. We'll keep an eye on the radar and the weather for you right now. Let's get a game report. Bemidji State, one of the favorites this year in the Northern Sun, on the road at Mary out in Bismarck. And Kevin Reed covers the Beavers. Uh, Kev, big win for Bemidji State. And it was, Steve. Uh, you know, I don't have any numbers in front of me. I was politely asked to leave the press box by the <laughs> <laughs> Mary cleaning crew. But I do know the Beavers did rack up in even 400 yards of offense. Uh, Brandon Alt had another Brandon Alt day, no interceptions and four touchdowns. Del Duncan Busby, the wide receiver, who's kind of been the replacement for Brendan Bolio, kind of. Uh, he took a really hard hit. In fact, the Mary player was ejected for targeting in the first quarter, but he came back. Uh, he had two touchdown receptions. The senior Mike Wandmaker has been a role player. Uh, hasn't caught too many passes, but he caught two today, and they were both for touchdowns. Sage Booker had a rushing touchdown. Uh, The defense was outstanding all day for Bemidji State. They did have a little trouble getting off the field on third down, but otherwise the only touchdown they surrendered was after a muffed punt and Mary took over at the Bemidji 35-yard line. Uh, Otherwise, the defense was uh, solid as usual today. And, you know, it was – it could have been a trap game, I suppose, but when you're on the road and you're playing Mary and Coach Brent Bolte's not going to let you think that way, it wound up 41-10. to Uh, Bemidji State's now 4-0, and and now they can definitely focus all their attention on Minnesota State next week at the Chet, who's also 4-0. and Yeah, and you, you brought up Brandon Alt from Park and Cottage Grove. He is you know, the, the real deal, and uh, it, it's got to be fun to watch a senior quarterback like this uh, play because he is so good. Uh, he is so good. He's you know We all talk about what Peyton Manning used to do at the offensive line for you know, the Colts and, and later on the Broncos. Well, Alt is the same way. Alt can come to the line and look over the defense, and uh, I Bolte will not say so, but I'm pretty sure he has pretty free reign, does Alt, to change play if he sees something that he thinks is going to work. Uh, and so it is fun. They come up to the line, and they, they, they never huddle, and they're always at the line of scrimmage, and Alt may run a quick play, and he may change the play and find an open receiver. Um, he's had a few missed throws this year that he might have made in years past, but uh, he's still the, the leader on the field. And, um, you know, he's tough as nails coming back from those two knee injuries and playing now in what amounts to his seventh season because there was no season for COVID. Uh, but, the, you know, the, the big thing for Bemidji this year is they're relying on the running game a lot more than they used to. They got Ali Muhammad, a transfer in from Minot State, to go with Sage Booker. Um and uh, Jaden Washington and Jared Gronsky, basically a four-headed monster at running back. And that's what they do. They will line up, and it'll be the old New York Jets ground and pound if you're not careful. But if you try to stop the run, then Alt's going to go for a touchdown pass. So uh, a lot of weapons for the Beavers this year. And you're right, Brandon Alt is definitely the unquestioned leader of this team.
Yeah, and a huge one next week. Minnesota State uh, calls on Bemidji State in Bemidji, 2 o'clock start. That is a huge showdown. And a big week in the conference. Augustana at Sioux Falls, great rivalry there, even though the Cougars have dropped two. Winona State up at uh, Minnesota Duluth. But Minnesota State, Bemidji State, that's a big one. You know, as Brent Bolte said in our post game today, he said this should be as fun a college football atmosphere as you're going to find anywhere. Uh, I'm sure that the Chet is going to be packed. Um, as he mentioned, some folks may have a few pops before the game. He didn't specify what kind of pop, but uh, I'm sure the tailgating will be going on, and it should be a lot of fun at the Chet next week. Two top ten teams, both of them 4-0. and uh, Not a whole lot on the line, is there? This should be a heck of a game next week. And if time allows, hopefully we can sneak in a report, Kev. We should be able to. The game starts at 2, and, uh, and nobody's going to kick me out of the Bemidji State press box, so <laughs> it shouldn't be a big deal. <laughs> Kevin Reed, uh, the voice of the Beavers, joining us. Uh, always good, Kev. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. You take care. All right, there he is, Kevin Reed. Uh, they're on the rail- road home, uh, long haul from uh, Bismarck back to Bemidji. Sioux Falls beat mine at 7-0. Augustana beat MSU Moorhead, UMD over Southwest Minnesota State. Minnesota State rolled over Concordia, St. Paul, and Mankato. Winona State beat Northern. It was Bemidji State, as you heard, winning big at Mary. Uh, Wayne State in action there at Missouri S&T in Rolla, Missouri tonight. Quick break. Well, actually, we're going to take a break and get scores. Big 10, top 25 rundown. Let's bring in Jonathan Lowe. Oh, sorry, Steve. Just waiting for a second form of music. See if I can get my music up and running there, so so we can get you some proper scores here. Yeah, live radio. Uh, by the way, Gophers Wildcats tonight in Evanston. Uh, maybe not the marquee game on the college football schedule tonight. There are others, and I know you'll get into it. Yes, let's go ahead and do that as we get you ready for another full-fledged edition of a Saturday in the fall, y'all. College football here, there, and everywhere. We get it rolling in the Big Ten, and it is in the early portion of the fourth quarter in Champaign. Illinois is up 23-10 on Florida Atlantic, trying to get their second win of the season. Early fourth in Lincoln, the Cornhuskers, trying to get two wins in a row under Matt Rule. They lead Louisiana Tech 28-7. It is Midway through the fourth quarter in East Lansing, Maryland, trying to get to 4-0. They lead Michigan State 24-9. One final from earlier today already, number two Michigan. They pulled away in the second half and beat Rutgers 31-7. Rutgers suffers their first loss of the season. Michigan is now 4-0. Coming up later on this evening, starting in just about an hour in Bloomington, it'll be Indiana hosting Akron from the MAC. In just about an hour, it'll be number seven, Penn State at home in Happy Valley, taking on number 20. For Iowa. It'll be in just over an hour. The Golden Gophers, as Steve mentioned, in Evanston by the shores of Lake Michigan to take on Northwestern. And in an hour, it'll be number six Ohio State on the road in South Bend to take on number nine Notre Dame. Wisconsin last night pulled away late from Purdue. And they get to 3-1 and one on the season. The Badgers win 38-17. to 17. To the top 25 scoreboard, we start out west with number 10 Oregon. Absolutely dominating today. I, I know Colorado comes in. They say they want to dominate every week, dominate. This was not the day to do that. Number 10, the Ducks leading number 19, Colorado, 42 rip with these two teams trying to get their fourth win on the season. Number 18, 
Duke is up big and actually shutting out Connecticut on the road 41 to nothing that game early in the fourth quarter. Early in the fourth in Philadelphia, number 20 Miami leads Temple 38 to 7. It is getting late in the fourth quarter in Tuscaloosa. Ole Miss needs some help. They need a drive and they need it quick. They're down the the 13th ranked Alabama Crimson Tide leading the 15th ranked Rebels 24 to 10. Again about 4 minutes to play and Ole Miss now facing a fourth and long, long as they try to get toward a uh, a score that would cut into the deficit. One other game with top 25 teams facing off against each other right now. It is midway through the fourth quarter in Salt Lake City. Number 11, Utah got a pick six on the first play from scrimmage to get up 7 nothing, and it's been a slugfest ever since. It's 14 nothing. the 11th-ranked Utes leading number 22, UCLA. Number 23, Tennessee, is up late in the fourth quarter, or third quarter, excuse me, over tennis, uh, Texas San Antonio, 31-14. to Finals from earlier this afternoon, number four, Florida State. They win in overtime over Clemson, 31-24. to I believe it's the first time that Florida State has beaten Clemson since 2015. That's a long time to, to not beat one of your rivals. Number 16, Oklahoma. They opened Big 12 to play with a 20-6 win over newcomer Cincinnati. Coming up later this evening, it'll be number 12, LSU, taking on Arkansas. That's around the top of the hour. At the top of the hour, number 25, Florida, will be at the Swamp hosting Charlotte. Also at the top of the hour, another ranked matchup, number 14, Oregon State, on the Palouse and Pullman to take on number 21, Washington State. Number three, Texas, will be in Waco to take on Baylor. Number one, Georgia, at home to take on Alabama, Birmingham. Number 17, North Carolina, will be at Pitt. Number eight, Washington, on uh, will be in Seattle taking on Cal and number five USC will be on the road at Arizona State. No local teams, regional teams from the Missouri Valley playing today. We do have Missouri State as a winner in the Missouri Valley. Illinois State wins and then Western Illinois is taking on Southern Utah later this evening. And then in the Pioneer League, the St. Thomas Tommies get their Pioneer League season off right. They lost the last two, but they win their first conference game of the year beating Moorhead State over at O'Shaughnessy Stadium, 35-28. to So we'll keep an eye on a couple of these games. Again, a lot of ranked matchups today. This is the first big weekend of the college football season where you have so many highly ranked teams pitting uh, themselves against each other. And we had a chance for an upset or two earlier on, but uh, it's looking pretty, pretty chalky today so far, Steve. All right, very good, Jonathan. Good job on the scoreboard. Ryan Klinkner. Bethel, St. John's MIC season opens up at Clemens Stadium in Collegeville. And uh, Ryan's joining us. We want to squeeze him in before the weather so he doesn't have to wait too long. Ryan, good to visit with you for another season. Well, likewise, Steve. How have you been? Yeah, good, good. Here we are. Good. Uh, good. The, the fall, uh, we've been doing this a long time. Uh, we have. Uh, yeah, let, let's date ourselves, right? Yeah, we don't want to say too long of a time, but... Yeah, it's it's great to talk with you. Uh, and, you know, believe it or not, uh, the rain stayed away. The sun actually came out, and uh, it, it it shined on the Johnnies. Uh, Eighth-ranked St. John's opened Mayak play with a convincing 27-7 win over 18th-ranked Bethel. Today, in front of an announced crowd of 11,321 in Clements Stadium, it was family weekend. And like I said, the sun came out, and it it was uh, turned out to be a great afternoon for the Johnny faithful. Uh, the Johnnies outgained the Royals 426 yards to 233 and scored 27 unanswered points in the victory. SGU led 
10-7 at halftime and broke a 13-7 game open on a 74-yard touchdown pass from senior quarterback Aaron Severson to senior wideout Nick Van Erp with 2.52 left in the third quarter. Then uh, senior running back Devin Volk sprinted for a 77-yard gain in the fourth quarter that set up a six-yard touchdown pass from Severson to senior tight end Alex Larson. That ended the game scoring with 4.25 to play. Severson passed for 266 yards and three touchdowns. SJU held Bethel to two for 14 on third down and one for four on fourth down. The Johnnies' defense was led by junior linebacker Cooper Yegi, who totaled 12 tackles and added an interception. He posted 11 tackles and two picks in the two teams' previous meeting. Uh, that was that 28-10 win last November for the Mayak Championship. The Johnnies travel to face Augsburg next Saturday, while the Royals return home to host Gustavus Adolphus. All right, very good, Ryan. Always good to visit with you, and we'll do it again down the road. Likewise, Steve. Take care. All right, there he is, Ryan Klinkner from Collegeville. Johnny's beat the Royals 27-7. Augsburg beat Gustavus 33-31. 34-yard Hail Mary pass. Kane Sheehan to Tyrone Wilson with one second left gives the Augies a victory. Carlton beat Hamlin 31-27. David Pape with a game report there. St. Olaf beat McAllister 38-13 the final. And Concordia down St. Scholastica 49-16. Those are finals out of the MIAC. We're late to a weather break. We'll get you up to date. Rain on the way, as expected tonight. Looks like the weather will cooperate for the Twins game on Sunday afternoon. More on that in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Light rain, 70 degrees officially here in the Twin Cities. Could be raining a little more heavy where you are. Um, And uh, hopefully... Uh, we can run down the scores, the regional scoreboard, one more time. Gophers, Wildcats from Evanston tonight. That's a 6.30 start. Ohio State, Notre Dame, big one there. By the way, Colorado fans, Buffalo's on the board late at Oregon, but this one in the books at the half. Oregon led Colorado 35 rip, uh, up 42-0. Colorado went on a drive, just put one in the end zone in Eugene, but uh, this one is over. Jonathan Lowe joining me. He's had a rundown of the scoreboard. And, of course, Josh Wheeler is our weekend producer here at News Talk, A3OWCCO. Guys, I'll start with you, Jonathan. This one really surprised me. I, I, I thought Colorado would probably get beat today, but in the first half they were blown off the field. I was talking with Josh about this while, while you were taking some of the reports. I think something we forget, and and we shouldn't forget this, is Oregon is a speed team, too. Even though they've gone through a few coaches, uh, Mike Bellotti really started that, uh, shoot, a decade, a decade and a half ago, and then Chip Kelly took it over and put it into hyperdrive, and they've had Mario Cristobal there, I believe. Um, um, guy was at South Florida, used to coach Western Kentucky, uh, he then he went to Florida State, but he he there was another guy that was there one year, and then Mario Cristobal was there. Now Dan Lanning, so they've had a lot of coaches, but one thing they haven't really lost, really two things, a lot of uniform colors and yeah. speed, and so what we determined today was Oregon has as much speed as Colorado, 
And what people were talking about leading up to this game was Oregon was going to be better in the trenches. They had better offensive linemen. They had a better defensive linemen, and that was going to be the difference. And so when you when you have that combination, sometimes it's it's enough to push you out ahead early, and that's what happened here, and Oregon has just cruised. Yeah, no, no doubt. Josh, you brought up a point off the air, and I think it's worth bringing up. It does take a little steam out of next week, Colorado USC. Yeah, I think the uh, big matchup we have looked uh, have to look forward to still. I, I I don't know how much it changes now, but I think this is a, a severe hiccup in the road of what is the uh, fairy tale story of Coach Prime in Colorado this year. And it's everybody loves the story. It's just a matter of like I've mentioned before, how sustainable is this while. Uh, they're on cloud nine, and I, I'm still interested to see how they match up next week because Caleb Williams is an absolute stud. If, uh, a lot of people I've talked to, you know, I've given the generous comparison of, you know, him and Dante where Caleb has this huge upper body strength and can really be agile for somebody that's as huge as yep. he is. And I think he's one of the better USC quarterbacks that they've had recently. It's still a small sample size, still ways to go to, like, truly define that. But I think – uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup of quarterbacks next week between Sanders and Williams overall in that matchup. And I, I think a lot of people just, they over, <laughs> they they looked at this matchup and like, oh, I'm so excited. And now I feel like all the energy out of that excitement going into an even tougher team in USC is going to kind of uh, be, I guess, on the fence this week. We'll kind of, we'll kind of see how, uh, you know, the media builds this game up uh, going into next Saturday. Yeah, and I, I think... What what we've seen is that you know Colorado has arrived, and even though they they got blown out today, there's still going to be a lot of hype associated with that next one. By the way, uh, I want to run down the regional scoreboard but one more before, time before you do, Steve. I just want to make one quick point regarding next week's game. I actually think next week's game will be a better matchup for for Colorado um, because USC's defense. I think Oregon's defense is better than USC's defense. And I think that this game has a better chance next week to be more of a Colorado TCU than what it is today. Yeah, cool. Good point. Uh, by the way, Minnesota Northwestern, uh, ridiculously low over-under in a college game. 39-and-a-half. Gophers favored by 11 on the road. Uh, Wildcats 1-2 and two overall, 0-1 and one in the Big Ten. Minnesota 2-1, and 1-0 one, one and oh in the Big Ten, but they got thumped pretty good by North Carolina. Josh, real quick, tip of the cap. Uh, your Oklahoma Sooners go into Cincinnati. By the way, I think that's a cool stadium it is. at Cincinnati, and uh, Sooners get a win. It's kind of a, it's kind of one of the oldest stadiums in college football too. Over, but in, they fixed it up. Yes. I mean, they, yeah, yeah, they, 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 they've, they've made it new. It's, it's really, really cool. I've seen it. I've been to Cincinnati and I've seen it. I haven't seen a football game there, but uh, congrats to your Sooners. Yeah, and and honestly, I've mentioned mentioned it before. Venables has really established the defense with this team. Uh, it didn't really show today. They gave up still a lot of rushing yards, so they have that to work on. But for the most part, the defense has been kind of the underlying shiny part of this season so far. And here we are, 4-0 in the Big 12, pretty much the last you know, last hurrah in the Big 12 for OU and a couple other teams and uh, on to the SEC next season. All right. Let's get you up to date on the regional scoreboard, MIAC today. Big showdown. Number eight, St. John's beat Bethel 
27-7 in front of 11,000-plus up at Clemens Stadium. Wild one, Augsburg beat Gustavus 33-31. 34-yard Hail Mary, Cade Sheehan to Tyrone Wilson with one second left. Gives the Augies a huge win. Carlton beat Hamlin 31-27 in Northfield. It was St. Olaf beating McAllister 38-13. Concordia wins in Duluth, beating St. Scholastica 49-16. Over in the Northern Sun, all finals. UMD wins big at Southwest Minnesota State 33-0. Winona rolls over Northern 39-16. Sioux Falls shut out Minot State 7-0 in Sioux Falls. In Mankato, Minnesota State beat Concordia 42-10. Bemidji wins at Mary 41-10. Augustana stays unbeaten. They beat MSU Moore had 31-27. One MI or WIAC team in action today, and that was on the road at Albion. Stevens Point uh, falls there 31-7 in Michigan. Full slate of games in the WIAC next week. Eau Claire at Stevens Point. Platteville visits River Falls. Whitewater at Oshkosh. And Stout at La Crosse. A lot of Minnesota kids play over in the WIAC. Uh, Missouri Valley, no area teams in action there. And in the Pioneer League, Tommy's win beating Moorhead State 35-28 at O'Shaughnessy Stadium in St. Paul. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe on the scoreboard. Big thanks to Josh Wheeler producing. Quick break. We'll go outdoors with Steve Carney. Say goodnight here at News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Twins fell to the Angels 1-0 earlier today. They got it in before the rain. Sonny Gray, outstanding, no run support. Uh, Twins will send Joe Ryan to the mound tomorrow afternoon in the series finale with the Angels. Our sports coverage begins tomorrow at 10 a.m. The Huddle, Pete Najeri and Dave Schwartz at noon inside Twins. 12.30 pregame, first pitch, 110 Twins and Angels. Once again, Joe Ryan, Angels haven't announced a starter. Vikes play tomorrow. They get uh, the L.A. Chargers. Both teams are 0-2. Vikes favored by a slim one at home. The over-under, huge for an NFL game, 54 uh, fireworks expected. But once again, both teams 0-2 and really need a W, and it's week three already. All right, let's go outdoors. Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney, outdoors.com. Steve-O, how you been? Uh, doing well, Steve. It was an early morning bell this morning for the duck opener, Minnesota duck opener. I had the alarm set at 4 o'clock this morning. I'm kind of dragging it right now, but it was a pretty good morning. Um, boy, we had overcast. We had good wind. I was down by Brandon, Minnesota, and thank goodness for blue-winged teal because that really saved the day for us. That was the most dominant bird, and I talked to a lot of my cronies this afternoon, and it's kind of the same thing. Blue wings and green wings were pretty much the dominant species, and not a lot of mallards, not a lot of wood ducks. It was just kind of a weird opener, but uh, really happy that the blue wings and green wings are still around. You know, they're a very early migrant, and um, they're still around, so very happy about that. It made it for really a great morning. What, what did you find, water levels? We've talked about it. All year, water levels are low, and that's got to have an impact. Yeah, the area I was uh, in this morning, we had to drag a 12-foot boat out quite a ways, you know, to get through the mud to get out to water. And um, actually, this week, I've had a couple of groups fishing, and I've hit some rocks in some of these areas, you know, in lakes that I really know that I didn't even know were there. So 
we're kind of getting to the crisis stage on this low water and in a lot of the river systems up here in northwestern minnesota you know have good wild rice but there's no water it's just really a strange fall so uh, we've got some rain on tap here. You know, we're supposed to get a couple inches in northern Minnesota, northwestern Minnesota, and I'm just praying tonight that we get it, and I hope it comes down in buckets because we really need it. Yeah, no no doubt we're finally getting some rain here in the cities as well. Uh, Steve, beyond the duck opener, I know there's a lot to do out there. Uh, you want to boa hunt, you you want to fish, Let, let's get into that in the time we have remaining. We, we don't have a ton of time, maybe a minute or so, but where are you going to be? What are your plans? Well, you know, bow hunting this week has been really slow, Steve. It's been so hot, so warm. You know, these deer are moving pretty late at night, you know, after dark, and the crops are still up. It's It's that typical, you know, difficult first week, 10 days, but I see, you know, things changing. We got, you know, daytime temperatures in the 60s coming up, but I've also noticed the corn harvest is way ahead of schedule. They're getting the corn down already, probably three weeks ahead of time. So that's going to, you know, make a big difference and, you know, open up some areas where the deer will be moving back into the woods again. So I'm trying to get, a, you know, in a bow stand this week and then hit the ducks again and uh, hoping for a little bit cooler weather and fishing is just starting to get good. So it's quite a time, quite a time of the fall. Yeah, you, you, you don't know what to do. I mean, you're you're going here and there, so busy times for Steve. You know, it's all it's almost possible to fish, hunt ducks, and bow hunt the same day. It can be done, Steve. It can be done. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if anyone's going to do it, you're the man to do it. All right, Steve. Always good to visit with you. We'll do it again next week. Hey, sounds great, Steve. Take care. All right, there he is, Steve Carney, with an update on the duck opener and. He's got the bow hunting. He's got fishing to worry about. I don't know how he does it all. All right, big thanks to Josh Wheeler, our producer. Big thanks to Jonathan Lowe coming in and handling the scoreboard for us this afternoon. Big 10 and top 25. Always a ton of fun. Rain in 70, showers, thunderstorms, wind overnight. We'll keep our fingers crossed uh, for the Twins and the Angels starting on time tomorrow at one in, at one ten here on News Talk. E3O WCCO. Have a great Saturday night.